Sometimes it's the devil who is giving you comfort, and it is God who is putting you in conflict. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today on the show we have Stephen Furtick, and this is going to be part one of a three-part message, and he is talking about how comfort is the enemy of our destiny, basically, and of our calling on our life, because we get so comfortable in life that we don't move forward, comfortable and complacent. Here's the message. And I want to preach this point fully, but I don't want to take long on it because it's not my main point. It is the context of Christianity, though, that Christ did not come to make us comfortable. I think in order to understand your relationship with someone, you have to understand the function. And I want to speak to you for a few moments today on dysfunctional comfort. That's my topic, dysfunctional comfort. And when you don't understand the function of something, you are more than likely to get hurt or break it trying to engage it. So that's why I had to explain to my boys that the treadmill in our house is not a toy. It's a coat rack. When I saw them taking their little sister Abby and they were putting her on the treadmill at speed 8.5 and putting her on the treadmill and they told me they were playing checkout at Target. This is not the function of the treadmill. And your sister is worth more than 15 cents. That's what they were telling her. That's why she was crying. You only rang up for 15 cents. Sorry, Abby. You're not that expensive. I had to shut it down. Why? That's not what the treadmill is for. But when you don't know what something is for, you won't know how to use it. You won't, you won't understand how to relate to people if you do not understand the nature of a relationship. Most of the dysfunction in my relationships came because I violated the nature of the relationship. I either tried to get something from someone that they could not give me, that they were not designed to deposit in my life, or I tried to give to somebody something that they didn't ask for or didn't want to receive from me. But without understanding the nature of a relationship, you will, you will, you will have relational frustration and dysfunction because you don't understand what that person was in your life for. It's kind of weird how some of the people that you try to help the most or that try to help you the most, there ends up being more hurt in those relationships than, than any other relationship. When my dad first got uh, really sick and we did not know it was ALS yet, but we knew that he needed some help, I started trying to pay for everything. And I started trying to take care of everything. But in the process of trying to take care of his physical needs, I stopped meeting the emotional need that he had to be a dad to me. And so when I started acting like I was the dad, it created a dysfunction in our relationship that almost broke it apart. And a lot of that was my fault because I was ignorant to the fact that when you try to give somebody something in a relationship that is not the primary need they have of you, it will be a good intention with a bad result. How many know what I'm talking about on some level? Yeah, on some level. Try to make your kids your best friends. They're not. 
They suck. Treat them like it. No, I love my kids. I'm just saying sometimes it's, it's going to be sometimes it's going to have to be a, a, a dad moment and just not a, a buddy moment. And I don't have any examples of that because in our home it's perfect and uh, we pray a lot. But here, here's what I wanted to say about that. I think a lot of the problems in our relationship with Christ are because we do not understand his primary function in our lives. I think a lot of us associate Christ primarily with comfort. We come to church for comfort. And people will leave churches sometimes because they'll say, I was uncomfortable. People left Jesus one time because he fed them food, comfort food. They loved it. Then he turned around and said something very uncomfortable. Eat my flesh, drink my blood. We're out of here. That made me kind of uncomfortable, that cannibalism part of his sermon. Food was good, but I don't know, it's not worth all that. It made them uncomfortable. Okay, now the Holy Spirit, can I teach you a little theology class? I paid like $80,000 to go to school and learn this stuff. I got to share it sometime. When, when, when the Holy Spirit was coming, Jesus said, I'm going to send you a comforter. So the Holy Spirit not only convicts, he comforts. The primary role of the Holy Spirit is comfort. Okay. The primary role of Jesus when he was on the earth was not comfort. It was confrontation. I know you don't like that. I know you want Jesus to speak to you in aphorisms that cause you to feel better about yourself each day. But the primary function of Jesus, I'll show it to you here in the scripture in a moment, was not to comfort the people, but to confront the systems that kept the people in bondage and in captivity. It's important that we understand this because if we misunderstand the reason that Christ came, we will be confused about how we come to him. and We will begin to associate the presence of God in our lives with comfort, and we will associate the devil with confrontation and conflict. But sometimes it is the devil who is giving you comfort, and it is God who is putting you in conflict. What if I just dropped the mic, walked off the stage right there, and we thought about it for 45 minutes? Because you have been blaming the devil for God's handiwork. And to come into your calling will require you to come out of your comfort zone. Peter had to leave his nets. James had to leave poor Zebedee in the boat. See you, Z. I got to go. I'm going to fish for men. Notice, I'm going to be doing the same thing, fishing, but for a different purpose. Not for profit, but for people. Now, when God calls you, he doesn't always make you change your career. I'm so tired of people quitting their job and starting a coffee shop because they like coffee. You need to be good at business. If you like coffee, you can go to Starbucks. You need to be good at marketing to start a coffee shop. Calling is not about address, and it's not about vocation. Calling is about vision. It is about the level at which you see the gift that God has placed in your life. So Jesus said, I see a gift in you to fish. You have tenacity. You have a certain set of skills, but I am going to apply your aptitude to a higher avocation. In other words, come follow me, and I'm going to enlarge your capacity. I'm going to bring you into calling, but in order for you to find your calling, you've got to forsake your comfort. 
We typically want both simultaneously. Abs and no planks. A divine calling and no discomfort. But coming into your calling means coming out of your comfort zone. No certainty, no contract. Follow me, and I will show you as you go. That sounds almost exactly like Abraham. Go to the land I will show you? That's an uncomfortable proposition. But if I'm going to bless you so you can be a blessing, you are going to have to learn to be uncomfortable. I, I'm not going to call you to do something that is outside of your competency. I'm going to use what you're good at. I'm not going to put you on the voice if you can't sing. Please bless us by keeping it in the shower if you can't sing. You see what I'm saying? It's not beyond your competency, but it's going to be beyond your comfort. You're going to feel stretched by this. And so they didn't move. One interesting thing is they didn't move or relocate. Instead, the call of God was for them to repent. This word does not mean feel really bad about yourself. It means change your mind, to change the way you think about the reason that you're here, and to change the way that you think about what you're going through, and to change the way you think about who really is in the seat of authority in your life. So follow me. Forsake the familiar and walk in faith. The greatest enemy of faith is not fear. It is familiarity. Fear is an ally of faith. Fear puts you in a place where you know you need something greater than yourself, which makes connection with God possible. Fear can lead to faith, but familiarity can keep you stuck in predictable cycles that are pitiful, but because they're predictable, you will stay in them unless something calls you out. What was interesting to me about this introductory context is that if you'll remember one time, Peter had been fishing all night and he caught nothing, and Jesus said, Throw your nets and you'll catch a lot of fish, and they did. I thought this was that same time because you know there's four different gospels. I did my research and found out that this was the first time they were called. And so Jesus did not call them out of their failure or frustration. What they were doing was working, but there was a higher purpose. Now, a lot of times it's easy for us to give all that we have to Christ when we've come to the end of ourselves. But when God calls you out of your success into something sacrificial, will you still obey? Will you come out of your comfort zone? They knew how to fish. They were good at fishing. They had a system set up by which their fishing could put food on their table, and he called them out of their comfort zone. That was Stephen Furtick, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Stephen Furtick Dysfunctional Comfort. And you can find out more information about him at his website, stephenfurtick.com. That is all I have for you today. I hope you have a wonderful day, and I will see you again tomorrow. God bless.